Welcome to the CTC Podcast, where Chase Minifield, Dom Joseph, and Bill French discuss life lessons they have learned as young entrepreneurs in the business world. Join them as they debate current events, business topics, and enjoy a few laughs with their weekly guests. And now for today's show. What up, what up? Here we are with another episode of the CTC Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Minifield, Dom Joe on the line. What's good, Dom Joe? Chilling, man. We in, we in crunch time right now, man. We on the we on the three yard line. You know what I'm saying? Eagles versus Cowboys. We down seven. We need this. Three minutes left. Eagles is front runners, man. I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. Them boys, man. I already had this argument with Dom and all his friends. Touchdown! There we go. That's what I'm talking about. Let's do is this it. Real life, or is this? Is this? Are, are you acting right now, bro? What are you talking about? Did they really just score? Bro, we just scored, bro. We just scored. All right. All right, I don't man. like the let's way Carson Wentz has been playing thing, this year. We don't got time for this. We don't let's got get time into for this it. Today. Yeah, you go ahead and introduce our special guest today. Oh, I got. I have the pleasure of introducing our special guest today. Me? You asked me for the. You asked me to introduce. Oh. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we have no a really, pressure. really special guest today. Um, she is in a really cool profession. A uh, really good friend of ours from college, and um, Michelle Renee Fisher, say what's up to the world. Hi, world. I'm excited to be on with you guys tonight, so it's almost past my bedtime because I have to get up really early for work, but I'm glad that I could join you guys. So hopefully I have something interesting to say. <laughs> We're all excited for you to be on here. Um, like me and Dom have said in the past, we are trying to get as many of our fellow UVA people. I think we need to come up with like a little section once we have UVA people on here. We need to have it like um, who's where or something like that. Like who's where would it play on like the who's, you know what I'm saying? Like who's where, who's, who's yeah. on or something like that. We need to do something like that specific. Hashtag it. Um, who, what, cool when, like where, that. how. But who yeah. is H-O-O. Yeah, see? That's exactly what we should do. Um... I think it's just very valuable. You know, I met with um, Ralph Sampson out in L.A. Um, just randomly. I was at a party or like a housewarming or like a barbecue or something in L.A. And he walked in. You know, he can't miss him. He's like seven foot three. Michelle, you know who Ralph Sampson is? I do. I don't know that okay. I would know who he was if he walked into a barbecue that I was at, but I know the name. Okay, cool. Yeah, like he's a UVA. He's a UVA legend. Um, probably the biggest. Um, I want to say, I don't know. And athletics, definitely the most well-known alumni for University of Virginia. Um, But basically, and I met with him, so I met him at that party, and then I, like, we, like, set aside some time to grab lunch, um, which was pretty cool. And I was interested to hear his experience in life after sports, because that's my my big thing or whatever. And he basically told me that, you know, you would think that him, he would have as much pull as anybody for, like, having connections with the alumni at University of Virginia, things of that nature. But he was basically saying, like, it's been extremely hard for him to do, like, business and collabs and all these different types of things after graduating, like, from the university um, with people that were, you know, you know, they kind of sell you on, like, the, the, the UVA network and the alumni network and how valuable that is and knowing these people and all those different types of things and, but he said he didn't really experience that and there was no real tool to really know who can I reach out to and all those different types of things like that. So I think with this little podcast thing, we're, we're kind of generating something that could be of some type of resource to um, current students and uh, alums. 
So hopefully we can continue to go down that path. Dom, what you get into this past week? Oh, man. Uh, I was in Mexico this week, man. It was a great time. Went out there with Reese. Um, just got away. Haven't, haven't been on vacation in two years, so it's good to get away for a couple of days, man. I'll be back, though. I'm actually sending emails out now, getting stuff ready for a couple of jobs that we're going to um, bid for. Um, so Speak up, man. Just, just getting ready to get back into work and, and, and uh, in the work. Uh, get ready to get back into business. You didn't, you didn't business, change your tone man. at get all. To that was the same tone. <laughs> <laughs> that was the same tone. Um, no, nah, that's cool, though, man. I got a question about that. When you go on vacation, because I was thinking that while you was out there, I was like, you know, if that was me, I would not be able, like, I would still be working. Were you still working? Or would you, can you, like, Yeah, really, but it was like, hard because I was away. away and doing excursions where you couldn't bring your phone so much, you know? Mm-hmm. And those excursions take all day. Like, I was snorkeling one time. Then I was out in the jungle. You can't bring your phone out there. Then we were ziplining. They don't want your phone. They, they don't want you to have your phone when you're ziplining. You know what I mean? So... I mean, I, I would get back to my room and respond to emails, but it can't really react in real time because we were busy doing activities. Word. But you still have some type of connection to, you know, what you do on a day-to-day? Yeah. Word. What about you, Michelle? If you was on vacation, can you can you completely push away from work or do you find yourself doing work on, like, travel? Well, before I answer that, I just want to say that, Dom, I'm proud of you because you once told me that you actually didn't even believe in going on vacation, that you just thought you should work and always have your nose to the grind all the time. So I'm glad you're finding some time for yourself these days. Um, but for me, when I go on vacation, I go on vacation. So I'm not going to be answering emails and stuff from work. But I don't know. I guess it's different depending on what you do. So for news... Uh, which is what I do for people that are listening that may not know that broadcast journalism. There's nothing that I can really, I mean, I'm going to keep an eye on the headlines, but there's nothing that I can really do while I'm on vacation. That's going to really help back at the station, you know? True. True. Big facts. Um, So Michelle, do you know what CTC stands for? Cut the check. Okay. So you're on board on that. You do know what the the (laughs) CTC is. So uh, me and Don was having this discussion. Well, actually I was in um, New York, I did a show, probably not going to talk about it, but it's this new show called, um, like, Just Eats or something like that with a chef, um, a black chef in Harlem. He's pretty cool. Um, actually, I want to get him on the podcast if we can get some time. But, you know, it came up in the fact of I was talking about the podcast and I'm over here promoting entrepreneurship. And I was like, yeah, it's the Cut the Check podcast. And I, and I called Dom and I was like, yo, how can we promote entrepreneurship? But then we also tell people to... We also had a, a mannerism of saying, all right, we want somebody to cut our checks, which doesn't really promote entrepreneurs because entrepreneurs cut their own checks, right? So me and Dom had a discussion, and Dom is going to sit here and discuss because he's the originator of the CTC. Oh, yeah. Mantra. Oh, yeah. So, oh, my uh, God. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, bro. Touchdown. Hey, man, come on, bro. Hey, I'll in. tell you. I'll get into they it, lock it in, bro. I'll get into it. They lock, so, they lock it in, man. Um, we haven't, I haven't even finished my intro. Number one, number one, the game's tied right now, bro. Hold on, bro. Hold on, bro. I haven't even finished my uh my uh, thing. I just started to start hearing something like you was over there eating a steak or something. But, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know what you're you about to get into, man. You want me to explain where the origin of Cut the Check, bro? Yeah, man. I want you to explain to them that... It's it's okay for this to be called Cut the Check Podcast and being able to promote entrepreneurism at the same time. Go ahead and uh, go ahead and talk to that man since you the uh, originator, the okay. sign originator. So, 
Cut the check is something that came across that that I that I used my senior year when I felt like I wasn't getting um my the credit I deserved. And that that was kind of my slogan to be like, look, I'm out here doing my thing, like cut the check, like, you know, like I need this. And um so that's where it came from. So the mindset should be whenever you whatever you going after whatever you deserve. Whatever you feel like you deserve, go get that. You know, so it's more than just physically cutting a check and then when it's uh when you're talking about entrepreneurship you cut your own checks cut the checks cut your own check you know what i mean don't let it don't wait for anybody to cut the check cut the check now do what you got to do to pay yourself when you want to get paid what you want to do you know what i'm saying do that stuff now and it all goes back to the original just grinded mindset of hey you know i'm gonna do this myself man hey, I, I i'll hold this stuff down by myself if i got to man i'm cutting the check cut the check bow CTC, let's get it. Wow. <laughs> but, um, wow. We appreciate that, man. So, if anybody has any questions, we're going to redo our logo. Somebody told me that, um, when you just see CTC podcast, they don't really know what they're getting into. So, we got to do some rebranding. Maybe Michelle will help us with some rebranding. But, Michelle, go ahead and give of them course. a background. I know you gave a little, just small snippet, but we want to know the details, the deets, um, on yourself, where you're from, you know. Where you went to school, how you met myself and Dom. I think they already probably know that. But um, and then how you're getting into it, how you, your little journey to get to where you are now. Okay. All right. So I am from Danville, Virginia, which is a really small town in Southern Virginia. Uh, went to the University of Virginia, which is where I went, met Chase and Dom. Uh, first year of college, casting scholars, summer before school. Good times, good memories. Uh, we won't get into all of those it's for a different show. But um, since college, graduated in 2011 with these guys, and I've just been all around the country uh, on my journalism journey, as I like to call it. So I lived in Los Angeles for four years, and I lived in Louisiana for two years. Now I'm in Boston, Massachusetts, and I've been doing various forms of broadcast journalism, in those various places, um, did some entertainment stuff in Los Angeles. Now I'm doing more hard news, uh, anchoring and reporting and yeah, just grinding. And, um, right now someone's cutting my checks. I'm not cutting my own checks, but, um, I'm still blessed and I go to work every day and there's something new for me to do. There's a new story for me to tell. And it's really doesn't seem like a job. Well, that's good. So did that answer? Yeah. Every, every, no, that was a lot. It was really quick though. I feel like I feel like you just was, I, really, I really I feel like you um you know just gave us the the you definitely gave us the cliff notes the elevator yeah, pitch yeah. the elevator, elevator pitch, pitch yeah um maybe maybe that's from <laughs> you know maybe it's from um what those things that y'all read on when y'all on TV like those little teleprompters like you gotta stick to the point you gotta stick yeah. to the point right? let me ask you a question what was your major in college clear and concise uh, so my major at UVA was American Studies. And I did a sociology minor and I actually wanted to go to law school after college. So I didn't end up going to law school. I ended up moving to Los Angeles and pursuing entertainment journalism. And so American studies was vague enough for me to be able to tell people that I wanted to work for like, Hey, American studies, you know, I have a grasp on what's happening in America. Um, and I kind of just finessed that. But I mean, I think my testimony is different than a lot of people that I work with in that a lot of people went to school for journalism. University of Virginia does not have a journalism program. They don't have 
they have media studies, but that's it. There's no communication school. Um, but I was able to still make this my career despite not having necessarily a piece of paper that says, you know, broadcast journalism degree. So I just think that is a testament to the fact that you can do whatever you want to do as corny as it sounds, regardless of having a piece of paper behind your name, you know, True that. what's, what's been your hardest, um, True. what's been the hardest part of this journey so far for you? Um, obviously, you know, going to LA and then, you know, I felt like you've had to go back to the huddle and readjust and things like that as far as uh, in your career, at least it sounds like it. Um, so what has been some of the hardest things or maybe some speed bumps you've run into to this point? Uh, well, it's the holiday season. So I think number one, that just highlights the fact that you're away from your family all the time. Um, you know, I'm not going to see, I didn't see my family for Thanksgiving this year and I'm not going to see them for Christmas. My birthday is in a week. So a couple of my family members are coming here for my birthday. But besides that, you know, there's no opening presents on Christmas morning with your family. I'll be working Christmas morning. I was working on Thanksgiving. Uh, so that is definitely a difficult part of it. Just the schedule is grueling. You don't get 4th of July off. You don't get Labor Day, like no holidays. The The news is on every day of the year and someone has to be there um, to broadcast. And so that's something that I've gotten into. And obviously that just comes with it. You know, every profession has its I guess, ups and downs. And for me working in news, that's one of them is knowing that my schedule is not ever going to be cut and dry. You know, some of my friends will be like, Oh, what are you doing for new year's? I'm like, I'm working. It's they're like, it's new year's though. I'm like, okay. And <laughs> so the schedule I would say is, is definitely something that, um, sucks, but again, I signed up for it. Um, other roadblocks that I've met um I don't know, like you said just having to readjust for me the idea of like if if you can't get in the front door you know try the back door and I mean like in a non-sexual way but um you know <laughs> which I don't know because I heard someone giggling so I was like if is Dom being immature probably giggling or something but um you know what I'm saying like if you can't if you can't make it work by going through uh, the traditional route, then like figure out your own path to get where you want to go. And for me, like in Los Angeles, I was there hustling, doing entertainment journalism. And some people stay in LA, they do the entertainment journalism hustle for X amount of years, and they eventually get to wherever they want to go. For me, I'm like, okay, I want to use, I don't know, hard news and develop those skills as a journalist that way to possibly eventually be able to get back into entertainment or lifestyle reporting or whatever it is, but I'm just open to whatever the universe has for me. So I guess just being open to having to make your own path when things aren't as cut and dry as maybe the next person's journey, you know, everybody's journey is different. No matter what profession you're in, it's easy to look at one person that's done it and gone before you and to say, Oh, this is how they did it. And I want to do it like this, but that's not necessarily everybody's right. testimony is not the and same. I think that's one thing that's actually been on my like mind here this yeah. past week was the fact that especially with social media these days, like I feel like everybody feels like, all right, this is how they got here. Let me do this. Like we're always second or third person. Instead you want to be the first person in whatever lane is meant for you to be. But it's just, you know, I guess it's just, I don't know. I guess a lot of people, society in general, I guess, I think we're mostly generally like, all right, if this is how the, it's, if this is the answers, then why should I 
not just do the answers at least that's me like i know when i was younger like if the answer's in the back of the math book i'm gonna put the answer down the map in the back of the math book. that is how i was built um fast efficiency productive <laughs> uh so did you always know you wanted to do this or did you just be like i want to do something on tv I, I got a good personality or did you like no i want to be like i want to be like i want to do what, what what's been that process like thought process from coming out of college Um, well, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, I actually wanted to go to law school. Um, what happened and in that situation? This never was situation? really something. I wanted to be a prosecutor. And, you know, I people, whenever they get into arguments with me, not necessarily heated arguments, but just discussions, they're like, you should have gone to law school. You should have been a no lawyer. I just am very argumentative. I'm a skilled arguer, I guess, which is not necessarily a good thing, but um, I wanted to go to law school and I wanted to be a prosecutor. And I literally was watching a movie on Lifetime one day about someone that was wrongly accused, wrongly convicted. And I just was like, that's like so heavy to have someone's life in your hands and to just be determining whether or not someone's going to possibly spend the rest of their life in prison, whether somebody's going to get the death penalty. And I was like, that's just a little bit heavy for me. I had just I was coming up on the end of four years in school and I'm like, eh, I don't really want to keep going to school and jump right into law school again. So just several of those factors. It's like, I'm going to figure out something else I want to do. And I was watching E! News one day and I just was like that, you know, that's like such a cool profession. And that's like what Juliana Rancic, you know, she doesn't work really for E! News right now, I guess. But um, she was on the TV at the time. This was obviously almost 10 years ago. And I just was like, what, how does she do what she does, you know, and just started exploring that and examining that and Googling that. And throughout my entire life, both of my parents did broadcast journalism. My dad did TV, my mom did radio. And so, you know, I always had their influence. And then also just throughout my entire life, I can recall people kind of speaking over my life and saying, oh, like you should be on the news. Like, oh, you should do news. It's like crazy. People that didn't even know me or people that didn't even know my parents just would always speak that over my life. So I guess that was part of I your cards. It just that all aligned. Yeah, exactly. The universe aligned and right there. Here I am. Um, go ahead, Dom. Or speak up, Dom. Michelle. Um, yeah, I think I think that fits your personality. Perfect. Um, but uh, I remember talking to you one day about your profession and there's a lot of parallels to an athlete's profession, you know, just as far as like being recruited somewhat and having, um, don't you have to make a highlight reel and don't you have something similar to an agent? Talk about the process that a lot of people don't know about. Yeah. Well, there are parallels, I guess, with, um, athletes, you do have to make a real a highlight reel, which is, um, just a compilation of all of your best clips, anchoring, reporting, uh, live, telecasts that you do. You also do have agents. A lot of people have agents that negotiate their contracts, especially when you get higher and higher and higher um, in the business. You know, some people make millions, um, you know, hopefully one day if that that's in God's plans for me. We'll, we'll get there. But, you know, some people that are at the top of the, their game in journalism at the network level, 
like they're making millions of dollars. So obviously they're not going to be negotiating those contracts themselves. They have someone come in that negotiates their contracts for them, that tries to find them the best opportunities when one contract ends. Um, you know, we are under contracts, which some people may not realize. Um, you might be watching your favorite local TV station and you all of a sudden realize that the person that you've been watching for three years, two, three years is gone. And a lot of times viewers are like, why did she leave? What, you know, we loved her so much. And sometimes it's not necessarily our choice. Choice. It might be um, our contract ended and there was a better opportunity elsewhere or our contract ended and a station didn't want to renew our contract. So it just depends. Um, but we are under contracts, I guess, like athletes are as well. Um, yeah. And just also the training that goes into it as well. Some people have broadcast coaches. I've worked with broadcast coaches in the past who have helped me with delivery and storytelling, just the same way that an athlete would train. Um, so yeah, it's not like, oh, I want to be on TV and I want to do news and you just snap your fingers and you get a job. It, it, it's a lot of work, but I think that goes for any profession or most any profession. A, a lot of work goes into it behind the scenes before you're actually out there and people see that you're um, successful. Yeah, no, no, definitely. Um, great. Right. I try to button up everything I say. That. I try it's to like a very nice put a little bow on everything right that I say. You know what I'm saying? I've noticed um, that. But um, no, everything great is supposed to be, it's supposed to have some type of hard to it. It's not supposed to be easy for sure. Um, so what would you consider your skill set to be? Like if somebody was like, oh, we need Michelle to be on our channel. What do we get? Well, I think I have a great personality. Um, and I, wherever I end up in my career, I hope that, can I say that I have a great personality or be is you. it too like, into myself. Anyway, I mean, I hope that wherever, wherever I end up in my career, um, I hope that I am doing something that allows me to showcase my sense of humor, showcase my wit, um, in a way that it still allows me to tell stories and still allows me to be on TV. Um, so, uh, my, my storytelling skills, obviously, uh, doing, Hard news you're day good. to day. You know, you're you meet a lot of people and you tell a lot you're of good stories. Good reader, and that's what's at I the see, heart of journalism. Yeah, that seems super hard to me. To be honest, yeah, like, I can, yeah, no, I you can, think read you can read the teleprompter and like stay like have good and keep a good personality and like not miss nothing. Um, we did we did uh, like a little field trip to Temple one day and um, when I was in like sixth grade. So you had to you're be really, like, you're going to really compare your sixth grade self to your 30 year old self. Camera person, right, technical on, director and all that. And uh, no, I'm just saying if I could do it, the thing was, I remember doing it for a little bit, but like towards the end, I, I couldn't, I couldn't be smooth for the whole script. And that was, that was hard being consistent through the whole script. But I mean, I feel like it's like anything else, man. Um, There's just something that makes remember. perfect. Yeah. So if you yeah, practice that's, that's one thing about good I think being a great business person is that you got to understand your streets. <laughs> you got to understand your weaknesses. <laughs> you got to understand your streets and you got to understand your weaknesses. <laughs> so we could go ahead and sit there and say practice <laughs> makes perfect. And I might be able to practice and get decent at it, but I'm never going to be as good as Michelle is at reading the teleprompter. So I'm not going to try to take her role at reading the teleprompter. You know what I'm saying? So. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, we know you yeah, can read, yeah, but I'm just saying. Sure. Like, you just you know ask me, saying? can I do could it? I'm nice. like, could you be nice with it? Um, just. <laughs> that's the interesting thing I was just listening to actually before we got on here and it's the fact that information is not a problem anymore and I want to get your guys' perspective on it um, do you think that people can use the excuse that they don't that they 
come from a certain space or that they haven't been educated in this way or, uh, you know, I didn't go to this school or I didn't get this major. Do you think that information is an excuse nowadays? Um, I'll start with Michelle since Dom just answered. Um, I don't know that I understand the question. In- one more time. So information. Um, I was just listening to a guy speak and he was saying information is not a problem anymore. I'm tired of people making the excuse that, you know, they didn't have enough information to do this, to do that. Or they came up from here and basically saying excuses, 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 you know, and basically saying that to, in today's day and age, um, there's too much resources out there to make any type of excuse for any for any lack of um, growth or um, reaching of goals and dreams and visions and things of that nature. What would you say to that? Do you see, do you feel like there's still a reason for people to not be able to succeed or or strive to su- strive for their goals and visions? Um, do you think that information is 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 out there for everybody to be able to learn and and get to wherever they want to go and do the things they want to do, or you feel otherwise? Well, I feel otherwise. I'm a sociology minor and or was. Um, at UVA and a lot of what you learn in sociology, I think shatters a lot of people's worldviews. Oftentimes we hear like pull yourself up by the bootstraps and the American dream and all this stuff. And it's like, you can, yeah, there's information out there. And I think everybody can access that information. But even if a homeless person goes to the library and they use the computer and they figure out, Oh, how can I do X, Y, Z thing? Okay, they still don't have a suit to wear to a job interview. They still don't have necessarily the skills to make a resume. So it's just like, yeah, maybe everybody can get some level of success, but it's certainly going to take a lot more for one person to get there over the next person, even if they do have access to the same information. If that makes sense. It makes sense. So I don't really no, agree really with, sense. yeah, I don't really agree with, with the sure. guy. Dom Joe, what you got? Here you go. I think, all right, so you said the, 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 the statement is information isn't a problem, yeah. right? Okay, I agree with that statement. However, I don't think you can put information and education on the same level. You know what I'm saying? We're about to find out if we know what you're saying. Let's go. What's, what you got? All right, well, information, just like if you Google something, how many, how many kilos equals a pound, right? That's information, boom. But when you learn something through a education, you, you need a curriculum. You know what I mean? And that's where, you know, Michelle talking about pull yourself up by the bootstraps. There's, there's people that can't pull themselves up by the bootstraps because they don't have the education, but they might have Internet with access to the same information. You know what I'm saying? I think we, I think we, put, I think we, I think we picking up what you putting down. <laughs> <laughs> Mish, you know what I'm saying over there. I know what you're saying. I think we all disagree with homeboy. Whoever, said that. whoever no, yeah. you were it's, reading. It's about Chase. Yeah, exactly. Right before I got on here, I thought it was interesting. Wrote it down. Um, another question. Um, so Michelle, since this is a CTC podcast, we do promote entrepreneurship. Have you ever had any type of thought process of being an entrepreneur, creating your own business in any form or fashion. And um, no, just answer that first. Oh, I actually have. Um, and I, 
whenever I got this idea a few years ago, I tried to really put the wheels in motion and I bought a bunch of books on entrepreneurship and I never read them. And then life just like came at me fast and yeah, I never did what I set out to do or I haven't done it yet, but that don't mean that doesn't mean that I'll never do it. That's always the, I guess the entrepreneur, the first step is always the, the, the first step is always the hardest step for sure. Um, do you mind us asking what you were thinking of doing or is this super, super secret sauce? Um, it's not super secret, but I, I mean, I have a, a few things that um, kind of are, have been on my heart to start. Um, this isn't necessarily entrepreneurship, but um, a, a nonprofit organization um, just that, that revolves around, as I mentioned, people that are, for instance, like trying to go on job interviews, yeah. but necessarily don't have the means to, um, because they don't have the right outfit or clothes to be successful. Um, and there's charities out there that already do this, like dress for success is a really popular one that's all over. But, um, I've kind of started doing that on a level more so with uh, broadcast talent and, uh, providing things to wear for on-air people that are in their starter markets and not making that much money. Um, so I definitely want to, you know, start to, to do that, start to get more serious about that. And also, um, for a while I've wanted to also start a jewelry line as well, that, that like a special jewelry line, I'm not getting into too much detail about the jewelry line, but, um, yeah, there's a jewelry line that I have an idea for that. I don't know. I've been kind of getting some, some feedback from it and feedback from the universe. I have a friend that went to you that she does the same thing you do. She's on the news and she started her own jewelry line and she sells her jewelry that she wears on the air. Um, so I might can connect y'all if y'all want to get connected. But um, yeah, that's what I was. That's kind of who I was thinking about when I was asking if you done if you thought about any kind of entrepreneurship. So that's interesting. Um, major takeaways from 2018. Mm. Dom Joe, do you have one major takeaway from 2018 right now? And don't give it all of them because I'm going to ask you again next week. You'll be on next week, obviously. And then Michelle, you can think of your major takeaway from 2018 that you want to share to our 100 million listeners. But before we get to them. Let's make sure everybody follows the CTC podcast on Instagram. Um, like, subscribe, listen, um, rate, comment. We're not gonna get on Michelle. Michelle, you this is your have you listened to any episodes, Michelle? Be honest. You know, I haven't because I'm in the midst of planning my 30th birthday party and I really don't have an extra second in my life right now. But I have said to myself, oh, I really need to listen to uh, one of these. <laughs> excuses, excuses, exactly. Right? We've been on all year, right? Hey, Dom Joe, we've been on all year? Yeah, man. Okay. Dude, what, what, what episode is this, like, man? man? I don't, I don't you know, know what I'm saying? We, we up there. Yeah, we way up there. But um, we know that we, after this episode, Michelle, she'll be a, 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 a vivid listener. So um, we appreciate your support in advance. <laughs> we appreciate your support in advance. Um, but yeah, go ahead and um, if you can subscribe, like, comment. Um, I did post you on our Instagram, see if anybody had any questions for you. So I'll check that out before we get over there. Um, but yeah, Dom Joe, one takeaway from 2018 that you experienced. Um, I would say, I would say I got, I got, um, two things. Hey, right, hey, man, I, hey, man, did, did, I specifically asked for one. You can say the next one next week. <laughs> All right, man, then I would just say one, man. And this one is going to be, um, Record everything. Uh, in some way, however you do it, make sure everything's recorded, whether it's 
meeting minutes, um, whether you have like, you know, some type of daily report, um, because I, I've, I've known I was, I was very productive engineering at first, like in the beginning of the year. And then I kind of forgot, I, I kind of forgot what I did. And I lost a couple, lost a couple jobs here and there that, that I could have pulled from information for new jobs. I, I lost some information from old jobs that I could have pulled from new jobs. And if I just recorded that stuff, things would have went a lot more efficiently. Whereas in helping hands, because me and you, Chase, we communicate so much. I always have, you know, either it's in email or on my Excel sheet or something like that. So that that's that's my first lesson I learned. Record everything. All right. Well, we look forward to your second lesson. And after this, after by January 2019, we're going to have a whole list of Dom Joe's takeaways. We're going to put a book out. All right, man, we're going to put a book out. Dom Joe's takeaway from 2018, man. Um, Michelle, what, what takeaway do you have from your 2018 year so far. Um, and then also, can you follow that up with any type of advice you would have for somebody that a younger Michelle, let's say, what, what advice would you have for a younger Michelle after that as well? It's right. so ironic that you're asking me this because I always try to be really reflective around my birthdays. And then obviously my birthday is like two weeks before um, the beginning of the, a new year. So I always try to use this time of the year to be very reflective and part of my reflection this year, I'm like, okay, I have to write a letter to my 20 year old self. What I like looking back on the past decade saying like, what would you, what did 20 year old Michelle like not know that she knows now at 30 anyway. So that's ironic that you would ask me that, but, um, one of, I guess <laughs> my big takeaways, cause I've been thinking about this obviously. And one of my big takeaways, I guess is, um, everybody's fighting their own battles and they don't need my crap, you know, making their day worse. Um, the person that's rude to you is probably rude to you, not because it has anything to do with you, but maybe they're dealing with something in their life and you don't even know what they're dealing with. So just be kind to everybody. And I know that's a lot easier said than done, but that's just been really, I don't know, a, a big piece of advice that I don't know, I think is applicable not only in daily life, but in business, just anywhere, you know, because oftentimes when you work with people, right, people have different personalities and you might not mesh well with everybody. But when you leave the office, when you leave the station, you don't know what that person's dealing with. Right. So just try to be kind to everyone and remember that everybody is dealing with their own stuff. Was this yep. supposed to be like more yep. like business related? No, no, that's great. That's a, that's a, that's that's a great information for sure. No, that's um, tremendous. Because I mean that 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 relates to all areas of of life. Um, but did, were you going to give us something for the younger you? Who would you say to the oh, younger? Is that the that, same thing? Well, that's kind of the same thing. But um, the younger okay. me, um, listen to your parents. They they have good advice. Um, the younger me, I don't know. I really haven't fleshed this out, but yeah, the definitely thing, definitely the thing about being kind to everyone. Um, 2018 also has really taught me that there are no absolutes in life. You know, nothing is good or bad. Mm -hmm. You know, I just saw Crash for the first time, and I know everyone's probably like, really, that movie came out so long ago, but right. I just saw Crash, and that kind of validated to me what I was learning in this year about there not being any absolutes like life is not just black and white 
And I feel mm-hmm. like I've oftentimes just felt like life is black and white. You're successful or you're unsuccessful. You're happy or you're unhappy. You're, you know, pretty oh, or you're ugly. You're mean or you're nice. But it's not, yeah. it's not, it's not that cut and dry. No, that's 100. I uh, I think I actually kind of had that kind of revelation in 2018 as well. Um, Just trying to. What be, made you have the res- revelation? Um, I think it was just because I was an extremist in some areas of life. I was an extremist and I, and I felt like it was nothing like, let's take football, for example. Like I, when I get onto something, I become real extreme to the, to the fact of like, I don't do anything else that makes sense. So I can get all the way on the outside of, all right, I'm about to train a hundred million times a day and I'm about to be the best player ever. But in the meantime, you don't know because you don't have that balance. I'm ultimately was deteriorating my body faster than anybody else training. Does it make sense? And then let's say I go on a diet and I'm like, all right, like at the beginning of the year, I was a, I was a vegan. I was a vegan at the beginning. <laughs> I was a vegan at the beginning of the year, not for the right reasons, but I was a vegan. And then I said, I said, all right, I don't maybe went outside too, way too far extreme. Now, now then I turned into a vegan, which was a pescatarian vegan. I still had the vegan principles. I just ate fish. So now I'm, a, I'm completely out of there right now. But, oh, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> That does make sense. Bro, that makes no sense, man. Sense. You got to stop saying that. That does make sense. <laughs> hey, I know, from the dairy, dairy and stuff, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because if you're a pescatarian, you eat dairy and things like that. So there was no turn. I had to I had to turn that. Um, but yeah, just understanding that there's balance in everything that you do. Like, And I use this term that if you only eat broccoli, but you eat a million pieces of broccoli, you're still going to gain weight. Like, there's balance in life, and you got to understand the balance in life. In every aspect of it. So I don't know if that was what Michelle was saying when she was talking about black and white, but it sounded like that's what she was saying to me. But um, <laughs> we'll keep on moving forward. Um, so I guess we're about to go ahead and wrap this thing up. Michelle, how was your experience on the podcast? Um, it was it was great. I hope I didn't say anything that you guys are like, okay, why did we ask her to come on here? Um, but yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on. And I hope uh, someone, if if there's one person out there that like got something from what I was saying, then job well done, right? Of course. I think a lot of people are going to get something. There's somebody in your shoes that's listening to this. You know, we have over 100,000 listeners. That's crazy. You're about to have a hell of a footprint after this podcast comes out. Um, well, I'm available to anybody that has questions if they want to reach yeah, out yeah. to me. Go ahead and let them know where to reach you. Um, where can they reach me? They can find me on Twitter. I'm at Michelle underscore WBZ. That's a, that's a first uh, for the podcast. Find me on Twitter. <laughs> find me on Twitter. <laughs> uh, you want to shout out your IG? Or no? Most people say uh, that Instagram. Sure. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, go ahead. Well, my Instagram's private. I like to kind of add people that I know. So Back. that's why I didn't give him my Instagram. But on Twitter, I'm there. Yeah, add her on Twitter. You got an email that they can reach you out outside your business or anything like that? No? Um, no, not really. <laughs> I'm trying to get her consulting business started. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to throw the oop. Hey, Dom Joe, I'm trying to throw the oop for the consulting business to get started. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and she's just like, nah, just let the ball drop. All right, we good. No, people can find me. If people really need if people really email need to, there, so. the thing is, I don't want to give out an email address and then I'm not able to fully commit to responding to emails because I get a ton of emails and I don't want to miss anybody's email. 
So I like to have a conversation with somebody and then tell them what to put in the subject line. And then they can kind of give me a heads up before they send me an email rather than me just throwing it out there. Hey, send me an email. And then I never respond. And then people are like, oh, what a what a, ni- a nice lady. She never responded to my email. She ignored <laughs> me, you know, so yeah. there's a there's a method to my madness. Do you get critiqued a lot? Like, do y'all have like a Yelp for like, um, I guess the Facebook comments might do something for y'all like network. Do you get, do y'all get like critique or anything like that from the general public? I mean, yeah. I mean, not, it's, we don't say, Hey, we'd love to hear your critiques, but people yeah. watching always have something to say. They, they you see know a lot best. Of negative comments? Do you get a lot of negative feedback and things like that? Like, I'm just wondering. Cause I know in football, um, I used to hate, I used to hate people that like, I don't know, you just deal with general public and people's own perception of how they feel like you're doing your job. But what's your thought process? Um, I don't necessarily get a lot of negative feedback, but, um, I mean, there are people that just voice their opinions and some, oftentimes they don't do it in the nicest way. And it's just like, if you want to say something and you want to give some feedback, that's great. But sometimes people will just go in, you know, not, not at this, not at the station that I'm in now, but in past places that I've been, I've seen people you know, write in and call people ugly. I've seen people write in and call people fat. I've seen people write in and say, like, I don't like this person's haircut. Why are they wearing this? Just so nasty. I'm like, what are you going through to where you, but then it goes back to what I was saying earlier. Everybody's fighting their own battle because imagine what type of day you have to be having to have anger in your heart to where you're going to sit down and say something so rude and nasty about somebody. So you just take it with a grain of salt at the end of the day whoever's cutting your check to bring it all full circle is the only person whose hey. opinion really matters. The check podcast, go to the Instagram page and see Dom Joe hit the signal, hit the symbol, hit the cut the check symbol on him. So, um, Dom Joe, you got any last words before I get into this gas or what? Nah, man. Thank you, Michelle, for coming on the podcast. We really Thank you for having me. Yep. We appreciate it. It's great. Um, hopefully it's not the last time you see Michelle on the podcast. We'll see what kind of numbers she does on our on our on our listens. Um, but here's the gas of the week, man. Gas of the week is I D G A F about they. I don't give a about they. B U do you. Um <laughs> B U do you, man. Um, you know, I feel like you got your own story, you got your own path, and you gotta understand that everything is working together for your good, for your greatness. And your path and whatever stones you've had to go through has been there for a reason. Go over them. Quit stepping around them and going somebody go and try to go down somebody else's path. You trying to take the easier route is really is really making your route harder. Mm. Write that down. Taking the easier route is really making your route harder. So understand, man. Go through it. Take your licks. Take your licks. Take your take your battles. Don't get into why me mindset. Attack everything. Attack everything. All gas, no brakes. We out. City.